In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast, uh, we're going to start like a mini series. We're going to start talking about some influential psychologist therapists over the years. Some are older, some are newer, but probably probably heard of a lot of these guys. If not, you've definitely heard of their theories and, and what they mean. And stay tuned because I'm going to be giving away a bunch of free stuff, free hypnosis guide, free MP3 for confidence download. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. Originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, he has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? It is David Wright here, the Motor City Hypnotist. And we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Woohoo! <laughs> with me is Matt, Matt Fox. Hey, we're we're in uh, we're in studio, but online at the same time. Well, yeah, we're, we're kind of in our separate studios. We 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 each have our own studio. Studio. My studio is a piece of crap. It doesn't work. <laughs> hey, I can hear you just fine, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just trying to get everything plugged in and working. It's like, oh my gosh. You have a brain like a chicken. I, I do. I, I've tried to plug these things in a hundred times, and just doesn't good enough. Good enough for now. Yeah. I, I, I like how you sound. We'll go with that. So thanks, folks, for joining us. Um, let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. Um, everything on there you think a website would have, as usual. Um, and my podcast page is on there. So you can find all our episodes going all the way back to number one if you wanted to uh, look there. But you can also find them on all the podcast providers as well. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, which are both Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, which are both Motor City Hypno. And as usual, on every episode, I'm giving away a free hypnosis guide. That link to that download will be in the show notes, along with the link for your um, Hypnosis for Confidence, uh, MP3 Hypnosis for Confidence download. And if you're so inclined, if you want to find me on Facebook, you can find the link or my group for Empower Your Mind for Success. It's a private group, but if you request, I'll, I'll let you in. It's no secret password or anything. It's not like going to the Water Buffalo Lodge or anything. So, But still, you, you still want... <laughs> no! Don't shut me up! <laughs> but, 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 you're, but the intention for it, you know, there, there, there's no bullying allowed, you know, keep... Your, oh, absolutely. Uh, keep yes. Definitely some things set yeah. up. Keep the political comments yep, to no, nothing. No politics, <laughs> which is probably just one of the few groups on Facebook that doesn't allow that, which is right. which is perfect. Yeah, it's it's just a great group where we we post a lot of cool stuff about empowering yourself and and improving yourself and a um, lot of reference to the podcast on there. A um, lot mm -hmm. of of things about my upcoming book, which is called Empower Your Mind for Success. So it kind of goes with that, right? Um, yeah, and we'll get more information on that too as as we go along. I've um, I, surprisingly, I'll, I'll stick on that for a minute because I'm I'm in the midst of a book. I say in the midst, I'm probably three quarters of the way done. Okay, but 
just for my own information purposes, I just had, a, a, I had the first chapter edited just to see how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. Bachman, go on. <laughs> oh, good for you. So, because I, I honestly, I guess, because I'm, I'm in this group on Facebook that, that it's, it's like a group that's, it's a 12 week group on Facebook and it's called how to write your book in 12 weeks. And, and so wow. everybody's kind of working on the, on, on this at the same time. But, mm -hmm. um, um, I, I've seen other writing stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, that, that would take forever to edit. So, so again, luckily I'm not, not tooting my own horn as the old men would say, but um, there was not too much of an edit in there. I just had a couple of sentence structure things and that was about it. So, sure. so quick question hopefully quick the question. other 12 chapters will go the same way. So then quick question for you uh, on, yeah. on the Facebook page. Do people talk about food ever? Is that ever happening? Because Alan's chiming and he wants to know how Taco Friday went last oh, week. Oh, Taco Friday was fantastic. So <laughs> Alan's referring to you. Thanks for checking in, Alan, as usual. We appreciate you. And Alan, Alan, hey. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so I, I made a reference last week to Alan because he he often has tacos on Friday. We had a taco truck in our in our subdivision last Friday. So I like raced home because they, they were only there till seven. And we usually record from five to six. So I had right. to get, get packed up here at the office and get, get home. Mm -hmm. um, so I did get there in time. They had the, their food was great. It was excellent. Fantastic. And I wish I could plug the name of the taco truck, but I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, I was going to say, if my wife's listening, she'll chime in. Yeah. Um, because she'll know yeah. exactly what it was. But yeah, it's a it was a great food. And then uh, Daniel just checked in. He said, you know, cuz. Oh, Dave. it's my cuz, my cousin. What's up, cousin Dan? <laughs> there you go. Good to see you, cuz. <laughs> yeah, he's my cuz. Excellent. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was great food from the taco truck. I'll say that. Excellent. Fantastic. Excellent. Actually, uh, there, was a, uh, there was a burrito truck at an event that I DJed last week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I did not get to partake because I was too busy making sure all the other guests got fed first. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. I, I. Well, I mean, sometimes when you're working, yeah, you. Yeah. You, can, you, you should be able to get a burrito, though. That's that's a bummer. Yeah. Right. And and I think uh, your your cousin came in and said that your wife she is the smarter one. So. Oh, oh I have no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I will second that all day. <laughs> that's great. Thanks for checking oh, in. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's time, Matt. Oh, wait, you know, one more thing I forgot oh. to drop in. Uh, wherever you're listening to the podcast, yes. thank, thank you for the Facebook Live, folks. I appreciate you guys being here and listening. But if you're listening to the podcast on, on a podcast platform, such as iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, wherever you get your podcast, please subscribe. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm guilty of this. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I don't subscribe to many. Mm -hmm. um, so... I, I'm, I, I'm trying to be more conscious of that is to actually subscribe and leave a review if it's a podcast I like. Mm -hmm. Oh, there she is. Buffy's Mexi. What, what is that? Caslin? Kazian? 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 Mexican? <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that, there's the truck. I knew, I, knew she would, I knew she would let me know. So, there yeah. It is. <laughs> Thanks, Kendra. <laughs> yeah. What? what? <laughs> what time? Uh, what time is it? Wait, what time is I'm, it? I'm looking for something, and uh, uh -oh. oh yeah, she was just in the background. Oh, da -da -da -da, like oh, this yeah. in the background. What the fuck is it with you? <laughs> there we go. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so anyway, wherever you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. That would be fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. So it is time, Matt. Yeah.
how winning is done. <laughs> all right. So, okay, here we go. We get, we get stories from, I do these stories from all over the country and the world. Um, this one actually happened in Ferndale, right here in our Detroit area. So for those of you who are not from here, Ferndale is a suburb of Detroit. I think it would be like northeast a little bit, maybe northwest okay. a little bit. But okay. uh, um, So Ferndale is a small town, a uh, small um, um, suburb of Detroit. So mm -hmm. I saw the story on the news the other night, just like two, three nights ago. And um, there was a guy in... So, so forgive me because in the story they, they did, it was on the news. Um, and they, uh, Oh, Lauren's popping in Lauren, hey. whoop, whoop, Ferndale. There we yep. go. <laughs> shout out, shout out to your Ferndale folks. Yep. If, you're, if you're from there. Yes. Fashionable yes. Ferndale. Yes. So, so the story goes, there was this gentleman who rode his bike to Taco Bell. That's where he worked. Okay. Uh, but his bike was his only transportation. And and I get the feeling from the story, and, I, and if I'm wrong on the assumption, please forgive me, but I, I think it was like slightly special needs, but not, but, but you know, functional and goes to work and does his thing. Yeah. Um, so long story short, he rode his bike to work at Taco Bell and then somebody stole it while he was walking in and like rode off with his bike. Okay. And, you know, of course he's bummed out. They called the police, you know, the police came and, and, you know, the bike's gone. So, you know, and they, and so long story short, the cop who showed up, the, the, the gentleman's name who lost his bike, his name is Tyrese, Tyrese Taylor. Okay. And the officer that responded, his name was, was Chris Wycheck, W-A-W-I-A-C-E-K. Okay. So he responded to the stolen bike call. And he said, he, his, he was quoted in the story saying, you feel bad for anybody who gets their only mode of transportation stolen. Mm -hmm. In this particular instance, there was something I could do about it. So he called up a friends of his that are that own Motor City pawnbrokers to see mm -hmm. if he could get Tyrese an, a bike. Nice. And what happened was Motor City pawnbrokers ended up just donating a bike. <laughs> That's fantastic for for this for Tyrese. Mm -hmm. So he get back and forth to work. But what the officer also did is he put in his own money to like put. Um, um, to get the bike all fixed up right and put lights on it and kind of dress it up for him, right? And make it more way. more functional and fancy. Who knows what hours he's going to be working if he's uh, you know late at night having to ride home? Well, sure, and yeah, and, and and I mean if he's riding his bike and he had to walk that distance, I have no idea what the distance was, but um, yeah. So the 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 last set the last sentence of the story was for Taylor, who's the guy who got his bike stolen, who has his own set of challenges. To know someone went out of their way, especially a police officer, to get him a bike so he could still get to work meant the world to him. That's so. Great. So I mean, there, there are three winners in here: the, the Tyrese, the poor mm -hmm. guy who got his bike stolen, so he's back mm -hmm. on back going to work at Taco Bell. Good for him. Yeah. Yep. Chris Whitecheck, who's the cop, and then Motor City Pawnbrokers in Ferndale. That's so, fantastic. Ferndale, man, great people. Shout yep. out to Ferndale, and and all of those people involved are winners of the week. How it is done. Hey, Dave. Um, yes. Uh, you know, a bicycle really can't stand alone because it's only it's just too tired. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's it. Oh, great. Oh, <laughs> Raven. 
That's stupid, fantastic. Stupid dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love dad jokes. Um, <laughs> it's it, it's interesting. You made me you made me think of. <clears throat> um, I know I've mentioned him on this channel before, Darren Brown. He's an illusionist, a mentalist, a hypnotist. He's show, he does shows. Uh, he's he's uh, from uh, Great Britain. Uh -huh. And he had a special on one time where he he had Simon Pegg, the actor, come in and sit down with him. Uh, I love Simon Pegg. He's so much if, fun. if you look at it on YouTube, just look up Darren Brown, Simon Pegg. You'll find this whole thing. So here's the setup to this. He brings Simon Pegg in and he asked him, a couple of months earlier to write down something that he wanted as a gift for his birthday, mm -hmm. write it down, put it on a piece of paper, seal it up and put it in your wallet and don't touch it again. So he comes in and sits down with Darren Brown and Darren Brown starts interviewing him and asking him questions and getting stuff. So by the end of this interview, he says to Simon Pegg, he says, okay, so, so what do you want? What, what's the gift that you just really want? And he says a BMX bike. Uh -huh. So from the movie rad, <laughs> yeah oh my gosh that, that, i haven't revisited that map but i'm going to yes i, I yeah from the movie rad yeah <laughs> so so crazy enough simon Pegg stands up there's this big box sitting behind him on the floor he darren brown lifts the box up and it's a bmx bike wow and then simon Pegg pulls his paper out of the wallet and it says leather jacket as far as what he wanted before what he wrote down yeah and Darren Brown was like, well, you didn't want a leather jacket. You said a BMX bike. And he goes, no, I don't remember writing this. And he says, I don't remember ever thinking I would even need a leather jacket. <laughs> so long story short, it's a big tangent to get to he, what, what he was doing. He was using NLP, NLP speak to Simon Pegg because he said, you know, who wants to get the same too tired bottle of wine? And so he was using these, these, these drops, the, these, these, uh, unconscious um uh, speaking patterns to make him want the bmx bike gotcha yeah oh, so anyway long long story to come back to too tired <laughs> no no don't <laughs> shut me up so today folks we're talking about i thought we'd do like a like just a mini series and and i don't want to get too textbook or too like like um you know psych 101 course on you but um we're going to talk about some some fairly well-known therapists, psychologists uh, in the field over, well, and it could be the last couple of hundred years. Um, so the first one right off the bat here is Alfred Adler. Is that someone you've ever heard of, Matt? No, I, okay. it, it rings a bell, but I don't okay. know who it is. So Alfred Adler was born in 1870. He died in 1937. Okay. He was an Austrian medical doctor. It seems like it, it's really weird. A lot of these people seem to come from Austria. Kind of they, they, the, like Freud and, and Adler and, and there were some other ones, but um, he, he was a psychotherapist. He was a medical doctor, but also a psychotherapist. And he founded the school of individual psychology. Hmm. So his approach, and I'm going to get to a couple of terms that, that everyone will recognize. And when I get there, you'll be like, oh, that's where this comes from. But uh, his approach emphasized the importance of feelings of inferiority. And he, coin the term inferiority complex okay yeah so he emphasized in his approach to, to, to doing therapy or, or or psychology with people the importance of social element and therapy process so so let's compare that because everybody kind of knows freud and what his thinking was for freud everything was the unconscious or the subconscious almost like you were a victim of your your hidden desires in your mind hmm. adler kind of contradicted that 
he kind of he he subscribed in the notion that your socialization has a lot to do with how you turn out as an adult, especially growing up. Hmm. So his approach was that all infants are born having a feeling of inferiority, that that they're just born that way. And and they every infant feels inadequate as much as their brain can process that. He's saying that feeling is there as soon as they're born. So he said in early experiences in childhood, they need to gain the parents' attention and and um, the parents have to give things to the child to help them survive and, and progress and, and grow. And, and they have this, this feeling of inferiority because they can't take care of themselves, long story short. Okay. So he proposed that that they needed to compensate for weakness as children. We have to compensate for our weaknesses by developing other strengths and, and coping skills and, and, and other things that will help us get through life. Hmm. So he That's says that, that there are a couple of things that can occur during childhood. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. Is that why sports, team sports, you know, are, are so important for young kids so they learn how to work together? I, no. No, I think that's a big one. And it's also team sports is the, I think one of the most important things that team sports does is it teaches people how to lose. And nobody that should accept that, but that, that life is going to, they're going to be disappointments in life. Yeah. And the sooner that you can get that embedded as a child, yeah. that the easier it's going to be later on. Well, us growing up, you know, not everybody got a trophy, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's one of the, that's a big point that, that if you don't, if you don't experience difficulties or challenges as a child, it's going to be hard to develop those skills when you're into adulthood. Hey, listen, I struck out in T-ball. I know what it's like to lose. Okay. <laughs> oh, Oh, great. Odin's Raven. You're, you're not the only kid, Matt. I, I helped coach T-ball in, in, in Little League when, when, I, when my son was going through the program. And uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of kids that, yeah, mm -hmm. they, they swung and miss on the tee. Yep. I, I do that. I mean, shoot, you've transferred that to golf. I swing and miss all the time. I whiff a lot in golf. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I don't do it very often, but, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, we so, know what we're yelling about. So, so with so that, with the, go ahead. Go he, ahead. No, no, he, go his, his, his theory was that if a child receives adequate nurturing and care, that they're more apt to accept challenges and be able to deal with it. And they can overcome things with hard work. Hmm. Um, and, and according to his theory, the child develops normally and and has the courage to be imperfect he also believes that birth order has a significant impact on how the child grows up and experiences life and an impact on their personality so this is where the whole theory of firstborn secondborn oldest youngest child and different um, um, attributes or different characteristics comes from adler so he, <laughs> This is this is funny, and I'll I'll get to the funny part in a minute. But uh, you know, because he said firstborn children have inherent advantages because uh, they're considered the the stronger, the older one. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're typically seen as the ones that take care of the other kids, um, and since they're the first one, they usually had had um, I don't want to say tighter restrictions, but but the, like a lot more attention and and involvement up front. 
Okay. When you get into the second born, they feel like they're in the shadow of the oldest because they're coming behind. They're not the first. Everything for the parents now is, is a routine they've already been through once. Okay. So the second children are, are what, what Adler says, they're always striving to be superior to the, the oldest kid, which doesn't typically happen. Right. Um, so his, his theory is that if the second born is encouraged and supported, they'll be able to do well and, and that they'll be able to kind of start working with the oldest kid to, to kind of, of be equals. Let's say that. Okay. And he says his theory on youngest children, youngest kids and family said they are in a constant state of inferiority. <laughs> See, they're constantly trying to prove themselves. There are, um, you know, that the youngest child often doesn't excel because they don't, they lack self-confidence. Uh, they become avoidant towards other family members, hmm. uh, at least according to, again, Adler's theory. Okay. Now, here's, here's the biggest one. Only children, according to Adler. Uh-oh. This is his quote. Only children, according to Adler, are also an unfortunate case <laughs> due to their being the sole object of their parents' attention. The only child becomes dependent to a high degree, waits constantly for someone to show him the way and searches for support at all times. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Huh. The fuck are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's that's a that, that's a big that that's an issue for for only child, according to Adler. Anyway, <laughs> uh, your cousin just popped in. Give him a trophy for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I know my kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he also says one, one of the other things about only children, they only they also come to see the world as a hostile place due to their parents constant vigilance since they're the only child. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So again, you know, we're, we talk about theories a lot as, as far as, as therapy and, and psychology and, 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 you know, everybody kind of has, everybody has a different approach. Everybody has a different theory. And, and I, I, it's interesting because all of these theories existed at one point. And I think a piece of these theories exist in therapy as it is today. Mm -hmm. So I think going back and looking at some of these and where some of these famous things come from. Now, I don't know any therapists right now who are working just on a single approach or a single uh, um, uh, belief as far as a certain practitioner. Like, I don't know anybody that's doing straight Adler psychology or therapy or straight Freudian. I mean, that, that for sure, because psychoanalysis would take years to complete. Sure. Um, so there are a couple of key differences real quick between Freud and Adler, because everybody's kind of familiar with Freud. It's a good kind of measuring stick because people know a lot more about him. So Freud always thought or, or proposed that behavior is motivated by internal biological drives, sex and aggression. That drives everything. Adler said it's motivated by social influence and trying to, trying to, to uh, achieve something in social respects and being recognized by others. Mm -hmm. Freud said people don't have a choice in shaping their personality. And Adler believed that people are responsible for who they are. Uh, Freud said present behavior is caused by the past. Again, the old, you know, traumas from ch early childhood affect everything going forward. And then Adler said, present behavior is shaped by the future because people are, are looking forward and making plans and are goal oriented towards the future. Right, right, right. Um, so for, and this is the biggest thing. And this is probably the big thing as far as Adler goes, Freud split the personality into components. And we've all heard of id, ego, superego. 
Adler looked at an individual as a whole and, and he did, he believed in holism is what it's called. Hmm. That, 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 that a person is whole and, and that they have everything in, in, in them to be able to succeed and move forward. Fair. So, so the, oh, the, the, and to sum up Adler and Adlerian psych, psychotherapy, it's like the overarching goal was to help the patient overcome feelings of inferiority. That, that was his big approach. Which, in a way, therapy nowadays does do that. We, we, we don't want people to be inferior. We want to empower them and encourage them. So that, that's, that's like a big, um, I guess, a big component of Adler's that still exists in therapy. It's just uh, that's not the sole thing that we look at. Right. So that, folks, is, is um, Adler. Hmm. Yeah. Because you're good enough. You're strong you're enough. Strong enough. And, dog and gosh it, darn it. People <laughs> like me. <laughs> Oh, good for you. <laughs> what in blazes are you talking about? <laughs> so, folks, we're going to be back with next episode. Uh, next, the next episode, we're going to talk about Carl Rogers. And as soon as I sh share a couple of things about him, you'll probably know. You may have heard that name, but but uh, Rogers probably had Rogers probably had the biggest impact in current modern therapy than any practitioner. Hmm. So we'll talk about him next time. Excellent. In the meantime, oh, change well, your thinking. For folks yeah. that are on Facebook Live, don't go anywhere. We're going to come Facebook back. Facebook Live, folks, we're coming right back. We're just going to take a quick break, reset, and go again. Those of you listening to audio, either jump back one or ahead one, wherever you're at. Thanks. Go ahead. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. We will see you next time. Bye.